Hey guys, I think we need to have a very serious conversation here. You know, I looked at your browser history, and I can understand what you're going through. You're super curious to know what the big deal is with My Little Pony. No, I know, you don't have to be shy about it. We've all done it. We've all dressed up and gone to the conventions. You don't have to be embarrassed with me. We're friends here. And because we're friends, I want to tell you about this podcast called Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom. This podcast features yours truly and my co-host Joseph. Together, we watch all your favorite cartoons, both old and new, suggested by the listeners. It's a celebration of animation and voice acting where you don't have to feel self-conscious. Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom is available in iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play, and all of the places. But if you don't have a place, we have a place for you. Go to nerdsloth.com. There you can even access our current request list and vote for which cartoon we watch next. Okay, I'm done talking about cartoons now, so let's move on to something a little more adult, like playing video games. Hmm. Taking the objective. Because you're listening to Know the Lore Overwatch on the Nerdsloth Network. Overwatch friends and aficionados. Can I call you aficionados? I mean, you're here for one of two reasons, which is either you love Overwatch enough that you want to know more, or you downloaded this podcast by accident, in which case, pay much more attention to your downloads. But hey, if you're here for some Overwatch lore, you've come to the right place. And today is a milestone for this show because we're not just talking about a character, but rather an event. Well, two events, actually which are part of the Overwatch archives. They are known as Uprising and Retribution. Although the Uprising event came first in the game, Retribution actually occurs about a year before that. So if we are going chronologically, which you know I like to do that, we are going to start there with the Retribution event, which is the latest event as of April of 2018. So we know that roughly around six years ago from the current game timeline is when Overwatch was disbanded following an explosion at the Swiss headquarters where it was believed that both Jack Morrison and Gabriel Reyes were killed. The incident there was a culmination of infighting that existed between Morrison and Reyes that led them to eventually face off against one another. The Retribution event, known in-game as the Venice Incident, occurred about two years before this legendary showdown and may have signaled the beginning of what would become the end of Overwatch. Now, something that's really interesting here is that a lot of people have assumed that Reyes, who would later become known as Reaper, was actually working for Talon while he was part of the Overwatch organization. I mean, this is what I thought too, but now I don't know that that's accurate. While at some point it's obvious that he made the jump to Talon, I think that this retribution event, or again, the Venice incident, took place well before that would have happened. First, let's set the stage for how the Venice incident occurred, and that begins with an attack against an Overwatch facility in Oslo, Norway. Jack Morrison, who we know as Soldier 76, was the strike commander of the Overwatch organization at the time, and launched a full-scale investigation of the attack, promising retaliation against those responsible. Through the investigation, it was discovered that the attack was carried out by the terrorist group known as Talon, 
with the attack having been orchestrated by a man named Antonio Bartolotti. Reyes, who was the head of the covert Overwatch branch called Black Watch, and one of his agents, Jesse McCree, traveled to one of Black Watch's facilities in Rome to discuss more intel with Gerard Lacroix, an Overwatch agent leading a specific task force to combat against Talon operatives. While there, a Talon agent bombed the facility, injuring Lacroix and killing several agents. Once Morrison arrives, he meets with Reyes in secret, as he personally covers the coffins of each of the agents with flags bearing the Overwatch symbol. He expresses his want to take Bartolotti down with the help of the Italian government by the book. It's Reyes that pleads with Morrison that by the book isn't working against Talon, and requests that he lead a covert mission to infiltrate Bartolotti's compound and take him into custody by force for questioning. Reyes felt that if they didn't act soon, there would be many more agents to bury. Although the legality of this kind of operation would be heavily scrutinized, Reyes pointed out that even if Bartolotti were questioned by the book, he's too deep in the pockets of the Italian government and would never go down without something drastic. Reluctantly, Morrison agrees and gives Reyes the unofficial order to carry out the mission. This act really can change the perspective on both Reyes and Morrison, who from the get-go seemed pretty cookie-cutter archetypes. It's really easy to believe that Morrison was the good soldier who could do nothing wrong, but was ultimately betrayed by Reyes, who comes off as an evil backstabbing traitor. However, we know that in this case, Reyes was just looking for revenge against Talon by any means necessary, and Morrison actually allowed him to do it, regardless of it being legal or not. Morrison even pointed out that the mission could never go public. I think many of us assumed that the things Blackwatch did was in secret, but now we know that Morrison willingly looked the other way at least this one time. The operation began to unfold as planned. Reyes took with him just a handful of agents, including Jesse McCree, Genji Shimada, and Moira Odiran, with an unnamed Blackwatch agent on standby to extract the team once they had Bartolotti in custody. They infiltrated the compound and reached Bartolotti, where he informs Reyes that taking him would be a big waste of his time, as his friends would quickly have him released from Overwatch's custody. Whether or not this next part was part of the plan, or if it was a sudden outburst of anger and frustration, we don't really know, but Reyes suddenly levels his gun and fired it into Bartolotti's face, the force driving his body through a window and crashing to the ground outside. The commotion instantly alerted the Talon agents guarding the compound, who immediately descended upon the Blackwatch team. Luckily for them, they were still able to escape, but the news of the assassination hit the media like a bomb. Not only did the world suddenly know about the existence of Blackwatch, but the perception was that they were running completely unchecked and had just murdered a man in cold blood. Obviously, this caused a rift between Morrison and Reyes. One had given the order to abduct Bartolotti, but now has to try and clean up the mess that Reyes made. And then there's Reyes, who regardless of it being a dirty deed, did what he felt was right and is forced to look like the bad guy while his commanding officer that allowed him to take the mission in the first place reprimands him. The incident also set a rift between Reyes and his agent McCree as well. Reyes was actually a part of the Overwatch team that arrested McCree as a teenager, but gave him the chance to be trained as an agent of Overwatch rather than rot in the prison cell with the deadlock gang that he was running with. Taking the offer, Reyes became kind of a mentor to McCree, 
So obviously, Jesse McCree joined Reyes when he became head of Blackwatch. However, the assassination of Bartolotti went against what Overwatch stood for and put McCree and the rest of their team in imminent danger. Inadvertently, it also opened up a void within Talon that ended up strengthening the terrorist group. With Bartolotti gone, multiple individuals stepped up to fill the gap, including the current Doomfist and the Omnic known as Maximilian. Obviously, we know of several more that also joined the ranks, though we don't really have a timeline pinpointed as to when that happened. So, that's the Venice incident as we know it, which sparked the first of the initial controversy surrounding Blackwatch due to Gabriel Reyes' actions. So let me know your thoughts on the event, and at what point do you think that Reyes became a part of Talon? Give that a little bit of thought and let me know. I'll give you my contact info at the end of this episode like I usually do, but for the moment, let's fast forward about a year and start talking about the uprising of Null Sector. This event is roughly 20 years after the end of the first Omnic Crisis, and human and Omnic relations are still being repaired, largely in part to the Shambhali, a group of Omnic monks seeking peace, led by Takartha Mandata. As an act of goodwill, the Shambhali were working with the local government within the King's Row area of London to build new housing and development for the Omnics, which unfortunately never came to fruition. Something to point out here that I think is really interesting about Overwatch, which is, from the beginning, things seem pretty cut and dry as far as good versus evil. But we know that in reality, those we think are committing evil usually think that they're the heroes and not the villains. Such is the case here. A lot of the current day England was built by the Omnics, which you could see as reparations or punishment for the Omnic crisis, but you have to keep in mind that not all Omnics participated in the war. However, as England was being rebuilt, the Omnics were treated as criminals, being denied basic rights and citizenship, being herded through military checkpoints, and being guarded at all times. It's safe to assume that that kind of treatment was on the way out since the mayor of London was in the process of smoothing things over with the help of the Shambhali. But there were still many Omnics that were angered over the treatment that they had endured. Thus, the Omnic extremist group called Null Sector attacked, killing hundreds, destroying lots of the area, and taking many hostages as collateral, including Takartha Mandata and Mayor Nanda. Overwatch was monitoring the events as they unfolded and when Morrison suggested that he send in a team to stop Null Sector, he was actually turned down by the United Kingdom Prime Minister, who didn't want any Overwatch activity within British borders, a sentiment that had been growing among world leaders, which we can assume ties back to the Venice incident. However, Commander Morrison and Captain Amari were surprised when they discovered that Jesse McCree was already scouting the area, despite Overwatch's ban from Britain and the Blackwatch team being under suspension from active duty due to some incident that occurred in Japan, which is speculated to be an attempt of Overwatch to take down the Shimada clan. Blackwatch Commander Reyes sheepishly denied any knowledge of why McCree was in the area, suggesting he was on vacation. Either way, McCree relayed the information on where the hostages were being held and what would be needed to infiltrate the stronghold. In the meantime, a new Overwatch cadet named Lena Oxton began training with the team after having recovered from a severe accident that now requires her to wear a device to keep her anchored in reality. The upside is that, because of her condition, she has several abilities that could prove an asset in the field. At some time after the Null Sector uprising had begun, Oxton met with Commander Morrison in his office, where she questioned the idea of not intervening. 
After having a heart-to-heart conversation with Morrison, he made the decision to send in a strike team on the 28th day of the event, despite the order not to enter the country by the Prime Minister and UN Director Petrus. Morrison and Captain Amari selected the team of Lieutenant Reinhardt Wilhelm, Chief Engineer Torbjorn Lindholm, Combat Medical Officer Dr. Angela Ziegler, known to most by her codename Mercy, and Cadet Oxton, given the codename Tracer. This is actually Tracer's first official mission, but may also be one of Reinhardt's last, as we know that he was forced into retirement before Overwatch was disbanded. Together, the team fought through the city, shutting down the defenses, and were able to rescue the hostages. As far as the fallout from taking the mission, we don't really know what all happened, but it's safe to say it probably didn't help Overwatch's cause, but Morrison knew that going in, and decided to put those in danger ahead of the organization's reputation. So there's the info on the Uprising and Retribution game events, and I want to know what events do you think we'll see in the future, and what are you looking forward to? Personally, I want some kind of event that shows us what happened at the Swiss headquarters that ended in the supposed death of both Morrison and Reyes, but that's something I doubt we're going to see for a while. It's more likely that we'll first get some kind of event that sends us to the lunar base to take back control from the apes, or possibly the Temple of Anubis fighting back a horde of Omnics taken over by the Anubis god AI or another AI trying to release Anubis. But let me know your thoughts by tweeting me personally at SlurredNerd or on our network at NerdSloth. And be sure to follow NerdSloth on Twitch so you can hang out with us as we play Overwatch and we can talk about some of this lore together. As of this recording, we haven't been super active on there yet, but that is because we're in the process of moving. So starting sometime in June or July, it'll be much more consistent. So please follow NerdSloth on Twitch so we can get together, talk about this lore. I can answer questions as we play the game. But that's it for now. I'll see you guys next time. Chris here. If you enjoy the show, please rate, like, subscribe, comment, or share, as every little bit you do helps the show. Know the lore is recorded and produced by NerdSloth. More episodes can be found at NerdSloth.com along with our other awesomely nerdy shows. Search for NerdSloth on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Music heard during the show is the Overwatch Victory theme remixed by DJ Efficia. Go to Efficia.com to hear more. I'm